Hello there, and welcome to What's the Tea. I'm Arthur the Edgy. I'm Nick Dew. It's so funny how you change your voice to do the intro for this show versus how we start the wig cap. We start the wig cap on like 511. I know, I know. Well, it's always, I try to stay calm when I do this fucking bullshit, but like <laughs> five minutes in, I'm yelling and screaming and cussing and foaming at the mouth and ready to beat somebody up. So I'm, I'm just trying to do better. But I mean, the problem is, I'm just a product of my environment. I mean, you might as well get mad then, because you know what we came here to do. Oh, God. What else is there to talk about? Not a motherfucking thing. So, the interview. I was going to fake <laughs> out. I was going to fake you out and be like, the all-star game. I didn't watch that shit. Nigga! <laughs> like, what? Somebody texted me like, did you watch the three-point contest? For what? I have like you know I think that like oh it's our 350th episode yay um so the all-star weekend situation like I just thought it was a terrible idea and I understand that they needed to do it for money purposes and like that but like was it worth it for the possible, like, safety of your athletes being compromised? And if nobody gets COVID because of it, then, like, yay, I guess. But they could have did that shit in the bubble. Child, we was talking about, about them people, then they shut my whole motherfucking <laughs> shit off. But no, I was just saying I was well, like... Well, I will not... I will not be silent and I will not be silenced. No, I was just saying that I was like not excited about the all-star weekend stuff. I thought it was super irresponsible. They could have done it in the bubble, like, or at an undisclosed location. Like it just, it was, it was a bad move, um, to have it in a place like Atlanta. Yeah. So anyway, I didn't watch any of the skills stuff and I didn't watch the all-star game and I don't know. I'm just like, I think my overall feelings are like, I understand that these leagues need to make their money. And I understand that people are welcoming the distraction and some of these players do actually want to play. But I feel like the more we pretend things are normal, the longer we're going to, yep. we're going to be in shit because we just keep trying to yep. make, like we could have not had all-star game for one year. Yep. And now this we shit is about to be the fucking. Off. We could have done it. Yeah, they could have done what they did with the NFL, like announce the All Star, the people who made the All Star team, and just like not have a weekend of festivities. Or have a game when the season is over. It's not like people are going to be particularly tired. You cut the season short. It just is. This is about to be the fucking. Black people Sturgis motorcycle rally, and now all these people who ascended on descended on Atlanta are gonna go back to wherever they came from, and we're gonna have a bunch of fucking surges when like our hospitals are just now getting back to a place where they have capacity to even like see people. They going down there getting all these fucking multiracial variants coming home with exotic COVID variants that are resistant to the vaccine. This nigga talk about, uh, it wasn't in Atlanta, but he went to a strip club and he was like, well, they said it was going to be safe. Like, Lord Jesus. Right. Right. 
What a mess. Anywho, the interview. Child. Megan said, that bitch made me cry. That part I missed. I don't know if I like went to the bathroom or I was playing in my phone. What happened with Kate? So they're like, what was this story about you making Kate cry over uh, flower girl dresses? And Megan said, well, what I find is so fascinating is the opposite happened to me. Oh, so Kate made her cry about what? Who knows? Oh, she didn't but, say. I mean, Megan was like, huh? Yeah, she was like, you know, it was days before the wedding, I was feeling very emotional and there was a conversation that happened and I was very upset. And, and she was like, and I also don't want to uh, characterize that conversation because in the time since then, Kate has apologized to me personally. Oh, okay. Well. Uh, but did you see the, the part where Harry said his daddy ain't answering his calls? Baby, baby, baby. Wait, before that he part even... Where he insinuated that William was talking about William, oh, racist ass. <laughs> oh, ugly ass. <laughs> he used to be the one, too. Ugly, racist ass. Now he looks like a huh? toe. He used to be the one. Now he looks like a toe. He really did used to be the, I, and I, I mean, like, I obviously, like, in my redacted file is definitely a whole <laughs> chapter on the gingers. Yes. Um, but I, but I did, first of all, mind your motherfucking business. <laughs> second of all, uh, <laughs> second of all, I did, like, look up, I was like, during the tiger beat days wow and and william really was really william really thought he was that that girl from like 96 to like oh three right and then gone too soon then his daddy's jeans took over airline took over took over i uh his beard coming in real thick i wish his head was coming in thick it, you know what? It do actually look like it is thickening. Does Not it? at the top, but on the side. <laughs> I just, like, luckily Megan is a little shorter than him, so she doesn't have to encounter that every day. Right. But the cameraman, yeah, right. the cameraman wasn't even trying to not look at that. Was resting. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, so... People watched the interview, but like didn't watch it because they kept saying, talking about how Oprah's backyard and like one of the very first things Oprah said was like, we're not at my house. One of the very first things. <laughs> they also were not, I guess at the sit down portion, they weren't at wherever Harry and Meghan are staying. They, but they did eventually go, obviously, because they, we saw Archie's little chicken coop. I know. So precious. So of the wild things that we learned, the wildest by far that the internet is like, oh my motherfucker God, is that fucking Tyler Perry came to their rescue and like gave them a place to stay. And security. And security. This is why I don't let people do too much on Tyler. 
Like, yes, I agree that he needs to hire union writers and let other uh-huh. people write his shit. But, like, other than that, I don't like for people to do too much on Tyler. He be helping. Well, yes. Yes. Absolutely. I mean, it is insane that they were like, yes, we know you're a prince. And Harry was like, has the threat changed? Oof. And they said, no. He's like, so why is my security changing? Oof. And wouldn't baby. And wouldn't call that baby Prince. No. They wanted him to bow to fucking George and Charlotte and them. I thought like one of the most poignant things about the interview, because Oprah was like, I haven't prepared you. You don't know what I'm going to ask and we're not paying you. Um, and for her to, and for Megan to be able to sit out there by herself for probably several hours without her husband, to me, that's indicative of the relationship they have to where he wasn't, he couldn't prep her on what to say and what not to say. Like, obviously I'm not stupid. Yeah. I feel like the queen definitely was aware that the interview was going to happen and it had to happen with of her course. blessing. And you notice how both of them would not say so much as an unkind word about that woman. And whether, well, and, you know, go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead. I was like, and at every at every opportunity to vindicate his grandmother, he was like, my grandmother did not do that. Right. Now, people that work for the office of the queen or the firm or the institution or whatever, fuck them people. My daddy, fuck that nigga. But my grandma and my grandpa, nah, not, not too much on them. And it was a little bit like promoting the idea that the queen is simply a figurehead and she doesn't have any actual authority or power. But in my opinion, like, I think it was a safe choice, like an actual literally safe choice and a wise choice to not shit on the queen. Because obviously the people of the nations and like the fucking journalists, paparazzi, whatever, they're going to call her the same monkeys they was calling her before the interview. But at the very least, they they respected the queen the entire time, which I thought was classy on their, on their behalf. Yeah. Yeah. And then the part that had the whole internet gassed was when she was like, my son's complexion was discussed, but like further into the interview, like when Harry came out, it was more of like, one of, probably one of the first things they asked when he brought her to the whatever and they found out she was black because I know she didn't walk in and they was like, uh, what is this? Yeah. <laughs> like they had to be told that her mother was black. And then it was, well, what about the complexion of the child? But like, look at her. Look at her. I mean, every once in a while, you will get one of those generational surprise children. But it doesn't usually work in this direction. Like my cousin, my aunt and her her father are both dark-skinned people. And my cousin is like yellow, 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 yellow. Like genetic surprise. But I've rarely seen it work the opposite way where like the beige or the family gets. You might get a brown one, but it's not common. Yeah, it, it, uh... It did not make Charles or William look good, especially because 
Harry went out of his way to be like, it was someone in the family. It was not my grandmother or my grandfather. Well, apparently Oprah clarified on CBS this morning that it wasn't Charles and it wasn't the queen. So we yeah, all, I know said- we know who it was. Mm-hmm. And aren't you cheating on your wife, William? Nigga. And like, you, I hope you cheating with with a hat on because <laughs> let me tell you, <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't. It's just it's not even the hair. Like when I was in 1996, when I was coming of age, he was a very attractive young man. Yeah, I remember. And now he is just not. Well, it's like Kiyajia Brooks said, you age like trash when you're racist. Baby. And I remember not getting the Harry hype. Like, Harry's the bad boy. He's a, this is a, oh, and then he, nah. but, when, ooh, ooh. but <laughs> when the beard came in, I was like, oh, okay. But I think last night was probably the longest I've ever looked at either of those two people and heard them talk at length. And he's not, like, he doesn't, my cunada, there's no read. Uh, no. I mean, like, I remember that one clip where he's, like, sitting at an interview and he throws off his microphone and goes running. And mm-hmm. I was just like, that's the one. That's mm-hmm. it. That's the one. Well, I mean, I, I, I do think to, a, to a, a, a significant degree, both of them are... Uh, are in a symbiotic relationship of support where they both like provide profound like emotional support for the other. Yeah. Um, for for sure, he 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 did strike me at yeah yeah yeah. I, I was just like oh okay, all right. No, he clearly like romanced her, like just swept her off her feet, and like people. Oh, yeah. People are attacking her for very strange things. Like, there's the segment of the population that's saying that she's not black enough or that she doesn't identify loud enough. Right. It's stupid. Um, But, like, to me, she gives me very much black mother. And you know how I feel about that. And I think that, like, she doesn't have to be like, I'm black, I'm black, I'm black, I'm black. But I've never... Heard her too too much beyond some like I'm white I'm white I'm white I'm white so I'm not Never. I'm not judging her uh feel or how trying to gauge the level of blackness that she owns it's never be, I've the few things that I've seen about her she seems to be a wonderful humanitarian that like cares about women and definitely slid right into this monarch role of like underserved underdeveloped people having a heart for that so i like the little that i've seen or read or know of her has all been quite favorable yeah i mean i i think it's true and she said like when they came back from that australia trip and they saw just how good megan was and just how much everybody was responding to megan i think people were jealous which is wild to me you would think that that's what they would want yeah but what really got me is how she was saying that like 
And this is the other thing she's being attacked for is like, you didn't even Google him. Like what phrase would I put into Google that would teach me how to be a royal? Yeah. Like where, where are the notes? And, and you would think that they're supposed to send somebody to teach you how to do all that shit so you don't embarrass them on television. And apparently they do that. They did it for Kate. They did it for Diana. But as soon as he brought this black girl up to the thing, they was like, oh, no, we're not doing that. We're just going to, she going to have to figure it out. And it wasn't even like, you know, yeah, I just, and there's so many, there's so many issues that sort of like that, Meghan Markle is the Venn diagram of mm-hmm. um, and I I mean it's like you said I really appreciate her at all points for just like for never wavering on her ethnic identity mm-hmm. and just being like no I'm a woman of color uh, yeah no like nope nope no no mm-mm. I'm black I'm black nope no 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 and furthermore, no. they are doing this to me because I'm black. Yeah. And like, you know, good for Harry for figuring it out. But like, man, it really do take white people their entire lives to be like, oh, people are racist and do awful shit towards you just for like being black and existing. Right. I mean, it shouldn't it shouldn't take that much. But I, I mean, I've said it before that like the only reason racism still exists today is because of a profound lack of imagination Mm -hmm. (laughs) really and truly like there's actually we've done we've written we've made movies we've sang songs we wrote books we've made plays we've done documentaries you know critical theory systemic examination like the only reason is a stubborn lack of imagination well and it's also that thing where it's like you can be the best and the brightest. Like someone on Twitter said that Megan is literally the least intimidating black woman and they still manage to have a problem with her. I mean, like, yeah. Well, it's, it's that, it's that like twice as good to get half as much. It's like, well, when you are twice as good and you get in the same space, everybody realizes that you're twice as good and then they freak the fuck out. And then it's the people on the other side of the aisle who are like, she should just shut up. She's just whiny. You're so rich. I can't believe you didn't know what you were getting into. Like, tell shut me. Shut the fuck up, Bethany Frankel, you oh, bitch. Oh, that bitch. I am so glad the internet drug her by her fucking sharp chinny chin chin. <laughs> by her fat phobic brand. Child. She need to shut the fuck up and go and, somewhere. And all because Megan's ex-husband didn't like her. Wait, Megan's ex-husband was dating Bethany Frank? They went on a date. Girl! And apparently he didn't like her. So she probably just has a little hate in her heart. What that got to do with anything? It was just like, and this is like my meanwhile on Twitter... But the way in which she was being drugged with her own words and clips. I love it. It was I love it, so though. good. I love it, though. <laughs> you know? <laughs> uh. Uh, like, 
I know we don't fool with her either, but Omarosa, that clip of her dragging Bethany on her own show, because she got to the core of the essence of why Bethany Frankel thinks she's the shit and just like demantled her whole shit on her own television show. Because Omarosa was like, you white person get to be mediocre and get handed shit that you know, three times more qualified black women will never get on the set of her fucking talk show that she should have never had. Should have never had. I mean, to quote Kim Chi, I hope it's going to be a great season. (laughs) Well, the thing is, is like, a person like Bethany doesn't think that she's mediocre. She thinks that she's exceptional. And I'm not taking away from her, like, hustle. Right, right. She definitely got some hustle. But there's no way that anybody else gets handed a, you know, daytime talk show on the basis of being on, being loud and talking over people and thinking you're smarter than everyone else on a reality show. Where's the Nina Parker show? I mean, she really should have a show. Yeah, because she's... I mean, like, yeah, she's on stuff, but like, where is the Nina Parker show that we tune into every day at three o'clock? Because I will watch it. But she can't fathom that. She thinks that like, this is a thing that she deserves as a product of her hard work, but your hard work didn't get you this talk show. Right. And people, people, people that believe in true meritocracies, like blow my mind. Right. It's not real. (laughs) It's like one in every 10 black women gets a 10th of the opportunity. Like Issa Rae, arguably very talented, quite beautiful and like funny as fuck. Finally got what she, what she deserved to get. But like that doesn't happen often. Like look at Regina Hall. She should be so much more famous than she is. Yeah. They're in, in her prime, like when she first hit the scene, I should not have been able to turn on my television and not see Regina Hall. But you know, Zoe Saldana, who wasn't even trying to be black at the time, was the go-to it black girl. Meanwhile, Katherine Heigl, who nobody actually likes, was in a rom-com every 18 months. <laughs> So, you know, um, the other thing was, uh, people were slamming her saying like, she refused to talk about her family. Well, in extra footage released this morning, because Oprah had said there's several more hours, but we ran out of time. We, we added an extra half hour and we still couldn't cover everything. There's a five minute clip of Oprah asking her about her father, about Thomas Markle. Um, and how he went to the tabloids and cooperated with the tabloids. And she wouldn't, like, really get into it because obviously that's her father. But she did yeah. express, like, how disappointed and hurt she was that it happened. And she was like, well, the tabloids went to my mother, too. And you see only one of my parents cooperated with them. Mm-hmm. And her sister, who... Changed her fucking last name. In, like, the last five years. She wasn't even going by Markle. And Megan's like, I don't even know her. 
I literally don't even know her. It's wild. It's wild. Like, but you know, whenever somebody gets on like that and they're that popular and you're not doing super well, it's an opportunity to, you know, you just see it as a big ticket. Mm -hmm. How can I come up? Well, like Toni Morrison said, if you can only be tall because somebody on their knees, you got a serious problem. Ooh, come on. So, obviously, we know these motherfucking ain't doing shit, ain't about shit, ain't gonna be shit niggas trying to tear down the fucking black princess. And it's not like, and the thing that she revealed last night was like, we didn't leave because we were like, fuck this, we're out. It was like, how could we say we had no title, we had no security? What the fuck is we going to do? They said they wanted to still be on, they wanted to be royalty, on staff. they wanted to be senior staff. Right. That's all. They wanted to be senior staff because the pa- the palace was not coming in to be like, that's a lie, that's a lie. And she wasn't even reading stuff. They're like, lay low. She's like, bitch, I'm under the ground. I haven't left the house in in four months. Mm-hmm. What do you mean, lay low? Who are you, Nate Dog? Like, get the fuck out of here. And they, like, she said they take your documents. So she had no driver's license, no passport. No bank account. Severely. How much money do you think Diana left uh, Harry? Oh, God. I was trying to do the numbers on it. And, like, where would, like, so in her divorce, what do you think Charles gave her? Probably a fucking hamburger and a... <laughs> so you, how did she get, on the back. how did she make her money? She So I'm trying to remember the timeline because obviously I was alive. I definitely remember their wedding. Um, but they were divorced and she lived for, like, another decade after their divorce? I don't remember. Uh, she died in 96, 7, I think. And when did they divorce? I think, like, 92. Okay, so not a decade. But she, so she still did her, like, humanitarian, like, I'm just wondering how she made her money after the divorce. She might have had a foundation, something. I'm, I definitely think the crown gave her some ducats. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I think I think Harry and Meghan are 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 they definitely can get guacamole on their burrito whenever they want. <laughs> Whatever they want, that's extra. We don't give a fuck. Yeah, we don't care. I just, to me, it was just really nice to see them together, and like you could just see them light up when they talked about Archie and the new baby who is a daughter a little girl that you know they're gonna name Diana oh my god oh my god (laughs) and how Archie's words to everybody are like drive safe like after hydrate hydrate drive safe it's just like knowing the way his grandmother died just for him to be wishing people a safe drive is, is very touching yeah, I, I, I'm i so happy for them. Like, they're such a cute couple. And that, like, that story that Megan was saying about, you know, telling Harry she couldn't be left alone. Um, and seeing him, like, that picture of him, them smiling, but him, like, grabbing her Ugh. hand. Can you imagine? Oh, my God. 
Like, there's having to put on a brave face and there's having to, like, be hella pregnant and also having suicidal ideation and being on the largest stage in the world. That, like, every time, just for breathing, someone is trying to make a million dollars selling a story about your about your existence. Or a photo, an unflattering photo of you. Or asking somebody who's supposed to be a trusted staff member, uh, something awful about you. It's crazy. And she knew, but she like, didn't really know because no shade. She wasn't that famous. Yeah. I mean, she was on a TV show, but like, I had never heard of her, but I didn't watch suits. People watched suits. So that's not her not being famous. That's just me not knowing shit. Well, yeah, but also like, I, I, I do have a slight recollection of her being on Deal or No Deal. Yeah, I've seen it recently, actually. But, like, yeah, it, it wasn't like, you know, what's her name? Uh, Christina Applegate. Right. right. You know, or, or some, you know, like a, 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 a lister. That's it. I'm I I'm I wish them the best in their their life. I mean, I don't I don't think they're going to go back. Yeah. I I mean, how could they? I mean, like maybe if there was like a it it would it would take a huge change. Right. And maybe this interview sparks some change, but I really don't see that happening. I I see this sparking more backlash. Yeah. Because her- I mean, no, go ahead. I was like going to say, do you think this could could be the the like beginning of the dismantling of the monarchy? No, I mean, look at our country. <laughs> You're like, no fucking way. No way. Look at our country. Insurrectionists stormed our fucking capital in order to overthrow the government, and nothing happened. Nothing uh, major. Nothing has happened yet. I, I mean, people have been arrested, but I'm saying like our government has not changed. People who were wearing gas masks and on the floor with their lives in danger don't give a fuck that that happened. Well, yeah, not not yet, not yet. I, I, yeah, not yet. I think when, when a couple key rocks get overturned, we may see some, some movement, but... Uh, I mean, I believe you. You're definitely more politically minded than I am, but they're calling that CPAC shit fucking the insurrection reunion. And they, and they made light of that sort of thing. They're not, they're, not, they're not wrong. They're not wrong. And I think I am particularly troubled by some things I've read about trying to get the former president to run for a House race in 22 so that he can be Speaker of the House. It's crazy. Um, which is fucking crazy, but I don't know if you saw that, like, Chuck Schumer was like, oh, y'all want to play clown-ass games? Okay, well, I'm a fucking schedule Merrick Garland's hearing when all y'all niggas went to sleep. Hey, we doing it tomorrow at 11 o'clock. Great, thank you. If mm-hmm. you're not here, you miss out. Bye. While y'all uh, was at CPAC. What'd you say? While you're at CPAC. Exactly. We're going to be over here making laws while you're over here rubbing a fucking gold statue like the literal book of Exodus, you fucking dummies. Like they are really about to kick off the fucking like Armageddon. (laughs) Just, yeah, just garbage, just garbage. 
And and I know people are upset because President Biden, you know, was like, we're going to get checks in mailboxes. We're going to get shots in arms. We're going to get schools open. We're going to do all this shit. And and it's not happening instantaneously. But like it hasn't even been seven weeks. Man, (laughs) like there not only is the bill about to get passed. Not only are people getting vaccinated, like he's doing shit. And like, if we lose any tiny bit of enthusiasm and don't like pick up some seats in the Senate in 2022, so we don't have to fuck with Joe Manchin's raggedy ass and keep the, the, the lead in the house, it's about to be, it's about to get worse. Right. No, it's, I, it's not a game. It's not a fucking game. I don't understand why people do not understand that this Trump shit is just the beginning. And because for me, if they are still aligned with him when he has absolutely no political power and governors are still bowing to his will and people are still trying to get in his good graces, that's because he's going to make a fucking return. Now, would a a super conservative third party be probably beneficial for most of us left-leaning people? Probably, because they're going to split that right wing party. And I don't think they have the numbers to like make a significant change. If anything, they have the numbers to divide and like get Democrats in office for the next like 12 years. But that shit is scary. Well, the problem is, is now people are like, well, we don't, the two having two parties is bad. And I'm like, sure. Yeah. We need more parties, but as long as the GQP is one party, that yeah, we 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 can't we, we can't, can't do that. We can't we can't do it. We can't do it because we're gonna. They're always gonna win. Like especially because they unify when the shit gets crazy. And you got these niggas saying out loud in the Supreme Court that they want to restrict access to voting because they know when when people vote they lose. Yeah, it's favorable to Democrats. So it's like, oh, demo- oh, you mean you mean democracy, <laughs> right? Oh, <laughs> uh, y- yes, you are, you are right. Democracy, it, it is favorable when as many people as possible fucking vote. So now they're passing this thing in Georgia where they're banning the no excuse absentee vote. But like, okay, people still came out in droves in a fucking panic at the disco to vote. For real, for real, they gonna vote. If if Stacey Abrams got anything to say about it, they gonna fucking vote. Now, if we could just get to the Voting Rights Act, Joe Biden, which he is, he'll get there. He is. It, it, you know, I'm just I'm I'm checking out of engaging in political debate because I have a great deal of empathy for everybody. Yes, I think it sucks that we're still bombing Syria. I think it sucks that people haven't had relief for since fucking last May. Or whenever the checks came out, January, I don't know when it was. Um, I think that all is terrible. And I understand that people are upset and people want solutions and they want shit to get done. But like, I am not enough of a single issue voter to throw my hands up and be like, fuck the Democratic Party because I don't have my check yet. Like, I get it. I'm in a place of extreme privilege. And I thank God every day that I haven't suffered financially in this pandemic and that I have great health care. So the health crisis that I did go through, it did not bankrupt me. But 
like people are like throwing up their hands and saying they're not going to vote and they're like can we can we criticize them yet like all these people who want the party to move more left like i feel you there's a place for you i totally understand and like i do get a little bit frustrated with the people who are just tweeting and they don't they be attacking Poe no name all the time but she's trying she's got like she does things i'll, I'll say that but Ooh. i get no name who is that oh i don't have time for all that you don't have to google her okay she's a rapper she famously calls oh, out i thought she was being shady no. and talking about somebody in the no. house of representatives no no um but like it's this thing that I've been experiencing, um, and we don't have to talk about this this week because uh, Matt James is going to embarrass himself on national television in, in a very few minutes. Um, but like just rewatching the old real world and like everybody was just like, why Kevin got to make everything a black white thing? Like even the other black person in the house was exhausted of him and like being woke all the time and i get that but for for some people if there is there's not time to rest and thank thank god for those people they're annoying as fuck on twitter but like thank god for those people because i know that i'm comfortable and i'll sleep a lot <laughs> so i'm happy for the people who are out there always woke always bringing people's attention because they're they're educating people and you know whatever but if like all yeah. you do is complain on twitter about how biden ain't shit and you're mad and you're not you're not gonna vote and da, 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 like that's very useless it's very useless it's been seven weeks yeah like also he said he was gonna get a hundred million shots in a hundred days he got 50 million shots in 36 days like we're about to and we're about to get a third vaccine that's it's one and done like, he is doing what he said. He's not doing everything he said, but also because, like, it's not up to him. That's the thing. It's like people are like, oh, you going to lie on your campaign promises. When did he promise in the campaign for, for stimulus checks? Oh, well, and also these people, I also remember, like, because I'm an original K-Hive member, people talking about, oh, well, vice president is is a useless job anyway, so it doesn't matter, like, it's fine. And now y'all want her to fucking bust through the door coming through with the money and the garter belts talking about, I'm gonna overrule the fucking parliamentarian. Wait a minute, I thought you said her job wasn't important. Oh, she's an op, but when y'all fucking uh, old yelly messiah from Vermont, Kane also says we don't have the votes. Not, not what y'all, what y'all, what y'all saying. What, what, what's it hitting on? Mm. Yeah, it's just a lot of like. I just have a lot of fatigue. I'm tired of stand culture. I'm tired of that permeating into politics. Like, I get it. We're all tired. We all want to go outside. A lot of us need to get back to work. A lot of us need food on the table, children in schools. So everybody's frustrated. But, like, it's the single issue people with the whole, like, fuck everything because I don't have my stimulus check. And a lot of those people aren't in desperate need of that stimulus check. They just want to complain about some shit openly. It's just, like, that is the thing that I find so incredibly useless. It's like, you are miserable, you're always mad about something. You about to get on here every day. And now that people are grumbling and a little unhappy about the stimulus money, you've decided that it's time to like unleash your wrath on Joe Biden. Both sides are the same. Like I can't believe people are even fashioning their fingers 
to to type some bullshit like that. Well, it's also like, listen, they are, they work for us. <laughs> right. And in any working relationship, there's time for feedback. But just because one of your collaborators or, or someone that you're supervising doesn't do what you want, you don't fire them immediately. There's, you give them some feedback. Right. Do you need more support? Can I help? Because you said you was going to do some shit and I'm, I'm waiting on you to do it. And like, stay because on his Because one ass. party is trying to take everybody's rights mm-hmm. away. So we're going to give it back to them. And you know, it's a lot of motherfuckers that didn't agree with Trump, but they supported him verbally and at the polls. Mm-hmm. So I know mm-hmm. you don't like it. I know you would have preferred it to be Bernard or someone else, but this is who we have. And it's not the lesser of two evils. It's not. It really isn't. It isn't. It's not. It's a, it's a, it's a human who is operating and leading, not just a trying to rule, but leading with empathy and generosity. Like, even look at the way that fucking Jen Saki be calling these idiots idiots, but she still do it with empathy and generosity and kindness. Okay, let me read this fucking Bethany Frankel tweet. Read this motherfucking shit. So, somebody had responded... She said, not since Monica Lewinsky interview have people been obsessed with a young female interview like this hashtag Mary interview. Remember the famous lip gloss? Somebody responded, who did I miss the new hashtag for Megan and Harry? Because that's the only interview I'm waiting to see. And Bethany quote tweeted and said, I just made it up, but it seems to be on point. Hashtag Mary, M-A-R-R-Y. I talk about this a bit with my just be with Bethany podcast rant. I think she's in the movie Poseidon Adventure thinking she's going to be on the top of the boat. Cry me a river. Somebody, So somebody was like, yeah, because the staff were so respectful of her. She quote tweets again. Cry me a river. The plight of being a game show host, fairly unknown actress to suffering in a palace with tiaras and seven figure weddings for two whole years to being a household name with Oprah on speed dial, fetching seven million for interviews, hundreds of millions of media deals. And then like the thumb on the chin uh, emoji. Girl, you sound jealous as hell. And then she got drug. Everybody drug this bitch. Lots of girl fuck yous. Um, <laughs> Chriselle from that, uh, uh, what was it called? That real estate show about the people in Los Angeles. Uh, not uh, Love and Hip Hop Listings. No, that, but the white one. <laughs> Oh, child, I have no idea. I forget what it was called, but Chriselle says, not a white housewife comparing her struggle to Megan's, a woman of color joining the royal family. It's the delusion for me. Everyone is working overtime trying to silence her. Let us hear what she has to say. Okay. Aqueduct, the envy jumped out. Jumped. Left. Amorosa was right about you the first time. Baby. And then, and then, hmm, like the river you, 
<laughs> like the river you cried of white woman tears being a mediocre reality TV star claiming to be homeless while owning two properties in New York City with the luxury of living in a hotel while in a limo? Oh, the plight. Oh, the plight. Bethany, with all due respect, we literally watched you become successful and rich on TV, yet you always seem to have something to cry about every episode. Maybe this is the wrong angle for you to take. Okay. A lot of people could have said, cry me a river to you, a completely unknown softcore porn actress and chef for hire turned R-H-O-N-Y fetching TV projects that would never get more than a single season as you continued to publicly share your life struggles. Imagine. Wow. <laughs> and then there's a couple of covers, one from People, one from Us Weekly. So weird that Megan would want to tell her story. It's really unheard of that a woman would go to the press to tell her side. Child. She's just mad that Oprah won't return her phone calls like Prince Charles. And here here it go. Here it go. Let me hear still this. For, for you and I, I'm an African-American woman. You get to walk around and be mediocre and you still get rewarded with things. I want to see you here still this show, Bethany, a year from now. I, oh, I hope will. so. You will. I hope so. I don't think you have a brand. I don't think I you mean, have you anything to cupcakes. show. I worked in the White House. Get a grip. What's your brand? Get I a like grip. Us, okay. Hear this out. Hear this out. You, you know what's, what's very what interesting is, about you. Okay. Let me finish. You're entitled to your opinion, but you're not entitled to your own facts. Woo! <laughs> Girl. Uh, I just wish she was, I wish she didn't lease her soul to the devil. I know, I know. I think we can, I think that time will allow Omarosa back. Well, great. If it's got to be clean, it's got to be time because uh, I'm not, I'm still looking at her crossways. Right. Whoo. But I'm 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 willing to let her get on the get back train. Yeah, me too. Me too. Because um Yeah, I mean, I am. I am. She gotta earn it, but I'm I'm willing to let her do it. Yeah. Anyway, meanwhile on Twitter. Donald Trump still can't be on. <laughs> Did you see that picture of Kanye? No, I have no. <laughs> He doesn't look well. No, I mean, he hasn't been well for a decade. I just mean that it looks like he has fillers or something. Oh. And he also doesn't have no any com- facial hair. <laughs> no comment. Uh, speaking of letting it back into our good graces, he's done. He don't have too many strikes. I don't even know if there's an album hot enough. Like, I would listen to it, but for me to publicly claim him again, I don't know. Don't, before you finish that sentence, you know, you know, you're going to make a client of yourself. So I probably will. Stop. You know a man will make a fool out of you. As soon as you say something about him in front of somebody, just start just putting stop. on your clown white, like got Mick. <laughs> just stop. Well, we're gonna give y'all an abbrevi- some abbreviated um, English breakfast, Darjeeling Limited, because I have mess to watch. Yeah, and we'll we might we might hop back on to to talk about this if it's, uh, if it's but, what I think it's gonna be. We will about this about this Rose Nally. 
Well, and here's the thing. Um, they're bringing on Matt James's absent black father. And I do not believe ABC has the range for that. So this could be a disaster. Yeah. I saw that and I was just like, this is going to be messy. Yeah. Bad, messy, messy. Well, that's it. Um, I'm so happy to, you know, not have to talk about the world burning down or whatever. I'm half vaccinated, so maybe that's why I feel a little hopeful. Good for you. That's great. Yeah. We'll see. Um, Anything else before we go? No. Okay, well, we might. If if it's... If it's um, if the tea is real good, that Darjeeling, it's what it was supposed to have, game. We might right. hop back on. Yeah, we might hop back on. All right. Well, go ahead. This is the day that the Lord has made. But it's not the day for you to try Meghan Markle, thinking that the black community wasn't gonna drag you on Twitter. Okay, try that shit. We'll try Ramona. Hope. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.